God moved. We had about four or five people receive the Holy Ghost for the very first time. Praise God. God is doing some great things. Let's stand to our feet. Amen. Let's take a moment and just invite the presence of God in here with our prayer and with our worship. Praise God. I think God's got more things to do today. Let's elevate our faith and just ask God and believe Him for everything. Lord, in Jesus' name, we give ourselves to You. This is Your service. I pray, God, the power of the Holy Ghost would rest over every quarter of this building. I pray, God, that You would speak to us today with Your Word. I believe You, Lord, that angels are present to minister, that the power of God is going to flow in the name of Jesus. God, we are believing you for great things. Your name will be glorified by what you do today. And we praise you for it in advance. In Jesus' name. Now let's praise him like it's already happened. Come on, let's lift our voice. Let's lift our hands. And let's give glory to him. Hallelujah. Amen, church. Somebody make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. We worship you, oh God. Come on, let's rejoice.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't we just keep on praising the Lord right now? Why don't we just lift our hands a little bit? Why don't we just worship a little bit? There's freedom in the house of the Lord. I'm telling you, there's freedom here, and it's here for you. There's joy here, and it's here for you. If you believe that, why don't you just shout it to God right now? Why don't you just dance a little bit?
presence of the Lord in this house today. God is on the throne and he's still in control. Amen. We had five receive the Holy Ghost yesterday at the youth service. One healed instantly of anxiety. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 22 says that he went, Jesus went about all the cities preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner and all manner of sickness and disease among the people. Now we often learn that the gospel is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The good news that he died for our sins. He rose from the dead. But the, the thing that Jesus was preaching wasn't the death, burial, and resurrection. It was that the kingdom of God is here. And that the kingdom is not just in word, but in power. And he displayed that by healing all manner of sickness and disease among the people. So if you have a sickness in your body, the kingdom of God is here. You can receive your healing today. If you need an answer prayer, you can receive it here today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you believe that, shout to God. Lift up your voice and shout to him today. several prayer requests up here in a minute we're going to open up these altars if you'd like the ministry team to pray you pray pray for you anointing you with oil Shania Cadez needs a healing touch in her body Ricky Ramon Jr. needs a healing touch Francisco Ding and Shania has an another request if you have a special need from the Lord these altars are open if you'd like to make it known by the raising of your hand we're just going to go before the Lord right now and just believe him to continue the work that he's begun in this house, Lord. We love you and we thank you for this privilege. 
cast our cares upon you. We know that you are the healer. We know that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right now, Lord God, we stretch forth our hands to you right now. Manifest your kingdom and healing. Manifest yourself, Lord God. Hallelujah. Continue to worship the Lord today. Hallelujah. The waymaker is in the house today. The miracle workers in this place. Oh, I love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Nothing is impossible for you, Lord.
faithful God. Hallelujah, somebody lift your voice in this place. Hallelujah, somebody say, I love you, Lord. Come on, out from your heart, say, I love you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, we worship you in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just love him one more time? Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we love you. Hallelujah. Thank you for loving me, God, when I was unlovable. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated, please. Some of you that are first-time guests here, maybe you're wondering exactly what it is you're feeling. And for some of you, maybe you're feeling the presence of the Lord for the very first time. And it's not anything to make you afraid. It's something for you to embrace and to know that God loves you. God loves you. I said God loves you. He loves you enough to touch you, let you feel his presence, to know that he cares. He didn't come to hurt you. He came to help you today. Amen. So glad for all of our guests that are here today. Thank you for being with us. Would you give a good hand of applause to all of our guests that are here? Thank you. Thank you from Praise Tabernacle. We love you. You don't have a church home, you have one now. Amen. We'll treat you in so many ways, you've got to like one of them. Amen. We, we came to, to have some good church around here. We're already having good church. Glad to have our friends from San Diego with us. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. Amen. We're honored today to have Brother Nelson, Sister Talitha Rivera with us. Sister Talitha, why don't you stand and greet the congregation? over to Brother Nelson, and I said, um, you think your wife will sing today? He said, she'll greet the congregation. I said, what if we get her to do a sign presentation? He said, well, she hasn't done that in a long time. I said, yeah, but I'm Papa Bliss. She'll do it if I ask her. <laughs> She'll do it. See, God brought me into her life and my wife and, our, and myself into her life at a very difficult time in her life when she needed somebody. And... Uh, Little did I know that you would raid the hen house and steal the pick of the litter. But, uh, but he did, and, uh, and so now we've got him here to minister for us today. What a great service we had yesterday. Amen. Amen. What a prayer meeting on Friday night. With Adam, Sister Tanya Martinez, y'all are doing a great job leading our youth and leading them into... Just revival. Amen. We are thankful for that. Right now, we're going to give you an opportunity to give in an offering. And uh, that's, a, that's a time of worship for us at Praise Tabernacle. If you're a guest, we're not asking you to give anything. Home folks, we take care of the needs. We have a guest minister with us today. Let's meet those needs and let God meet your needs. He's faithful. If you want to give electronically, our church secretary is in the back with a card reader. You give online at PTLV. Dot .org, but just give unto the Lord. Jesus, thank you for giving to us. Help us as we're faithful to you. Bless the gift, the giver. Use it all for your glory. 
In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. God bless you as you give.
the blood still works. Without the shedding of blood, there's no forgiveness of sin. But he didn't stop partway to Calvary. He gave his life so we could have life and have it more abundant. It's with great honor I bring to this pulpit a young man that I've learned to love throughout the years. Brother Nelson, come and preach the Word of God. We love you at Praise Tabernacle. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise all across the building. Anybody like what they feel in the house here today? Hallelujah. There's healing in the house. There's joy in the house. There's victory in the house here today. You may have come in broke, busted, and disgusted, but there is joy unspeakable and full of glory in the house here today. Somebody needs to just connect to heaven right now and say, hey, I'm not leaving here the same way I came in. Hallelujah. My Lord, we are rejoicing with the five that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost yesterday. Praise God. And I believe one just received it right before, amen, the offering. That, that's, that's having church, folks. Amen. Don't have to wait till the altar call. Amen. I'm ready for the day that people can be healed right during the offering. Somebody just take off running, came in a wheelchair, just started running the aisles. That's what kind of revival God is getting ready to bring. Amen. Praise Tabernacle. I love your pastor so very much. He is that of a grandfather to myself. And I love him so very much. Pastor Blizzard, I just want you to know you and your lovely wife without, right? After every good man, there's an even better woman behind them. Sister Blizzard, we love you. The family. There's so many men, all these men on the platform, I'm not even going to start mentioning because I might get in trouble. But I have been a part of SoCal for many, many years and have worked with these men in countless uh, divisions and departments. And I love my wife. She's here, Talitha Lun Rivera. I love you. She is the apple of my eye, the sugar and my spice, the queen of my castle. It's true when they say, when... It don't matter if daddy's happy, if mama's not happy, ain't nobody happy in the house. How many husbands know what I'm talking about? I believe it was Pastor T.F. Tenney that says, keep your mouth shut and your wallet open. and You'll have a great marriage and fruitful marriage. Amen. I bet the elders will attest to that. I'm trying to learn that, uh, Bishop. I'm trying to learn that. but I'm still having a hard time, but I'm learning quickly. I love her so very much. As we turn to the book of 2 Samuel, chapter 6, verse 13, I also want to give honor to Sister Adam and Sister Tanya Martinez. Brother Adam and Sister Tanya Martinez, who are, I call them sister, Brother Adam. Maybe it's just Sister Tanya is all that and a bag of chips. She's, she, she makes him look very, very good. We love them so very much. They are Section 5 youth directors, and they are... I hope you're not recording this again, but one of my favorites, I'll say that, one of my favorites, you are blessed, Praise Tabernacle. You are blessed with great leadership, great leadership. They love young people. They love young people. It's not so much to fill a position, 
But as pastors, we, we strive to, to put men in positions that have a love for the ministry. This man and this woman have a love for youth ministry, and I honor them today. And it was so that when they had bared the ark of the Lord, had gone six paces, he sacrificed oxen and fatlings, and David danced before the Lord. We dance around here just like they did in the Bible. With all his might, and David was girded with a linen ephod, and so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. As the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Hmm. And they brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings, peace offerings before the Lord. Verse 20, chapter 6, verse 20. Then David returned to bless his household and Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How glorious was the king of Israel today who uncovered himself Today in the eyes of the handsmaid of his servants, as one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself. And David said unto Michael, It was before the Lord which chose me before thy father and before all his house to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord over Israel. Therefore will I play before the Lord. I'm going to shout and dance even crazier than I did then. I will be more vile than thus and will be base in my own sight and of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of them shall I be had in honor. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Israel, had no child unto the day of her death. The help of the Lord today, I'm going to preach on this subject. I know who I am. I know who I am. As you put your Bibles down, And you raise your hands as a sign of surrender to the Lord and just begin to talk to him. Jesus, we feel your spirit in this house here today. I pray that you would touch every life, every family, every home, every child, every husband, every wife. That they would know who they are in you. I pray that you would fill people with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I pray, God, that you would heal diabetes and cancer, Lord, and broken hearts, God. I pray right now under the unction of the Holy Ghost, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I pray and declare good works, Lord. Oh, God, you're going to do the miraculous here today. In the name of Jesus, we receive it. Amen. Clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Here as we read the text, the only true worship is humble worship. Humble worship. Which is why some of us have a hard time feeling like we're getting through to God in worship. We feel like our prayers are going nowhere. Anybody ever felt that way? You feel like you pray and you do everything you know how to do and it goes nowhere. Because we're trying to pray and worship, 
without humbling ourselves, which simply cannot be done. And Psalms 51.17 says, The sacrifices of God are of a broken spirit. A broken and a contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise. There's something, and I said it yesterday, about this altar, amen. It confronts how you're living. It confronts the things about you that you don't even want to look at. Things that you have fought along the years of your life. This altar confronts the way you're living, sin, and perhaps doubt and fear. But getting to this altar, if you can fight your way to here, I promise you God is going to meet somebody's needs here today in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> so David, his heart was fully engaged, but it never disengaged his mind and his careful awareness and obedience to the word of the Lord. I want to parenthetically park here to let you know we need to hold on to our heritage, amen. Our apostolic doctrine, our holiness, living. We need to know who we are. We are the people of the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And that is why, at least in part, what Jesus meant when he said God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth, hallelujah. In 2 Samuel chapter 24, Gad goes up to David and tells him, you need to go, go up uh, and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arana, the Jebusite. And Arana looked and saw the king and his men coming toward him. And he went out and bowed before the king with his face in the ground. And Arana said, why has my lord the king come to his servant? And he said, to buy your threshing floor so that I can build an altar to the Lord that the plague on the people may be stopped. I love how David would be able to take off the kingly robes and put on that ephod linen. Some of us need to learn that and say, hey, you may be a doctor when you came through the door, but when you walk through the doors, you're nothing much but a worshiper and a child of the king. Amen. It don't matter if you're a business owner, a multi-millionaire, billionaire. I'm a child of the king, so you might as well worship the Lord and say, hey, I'm getting ready to put this ephod linen on. But a lot of us like to show up through those doors, buddy. Hey, did you see what I drove in? <laughs> I got that $1,000 Canali suit. I can't get sweat on that, brother. Right? Sir, I got that Louis Vuitton purse. You never know, a bobby pin might hit it. These women flying around here might scratch it. The LV on. But can I tell you? God demands a worshiper inside of you that says, I don't care what I got in this world. I'm living for when I get to the other side. So guess what? You can keep my Louis Vuitton. You can keep my Mercedes Benz when I get to heaven because I'm not going to need it down here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he shows up and he says, Lord... Let the Lord, the king, take whatever pleases him. Aronish figured out that the bigger boss had shown up. And he said, no, no, 
we're going to give you whatever you want. You take the, the oxen, you take all the good stuff, and you keep it for free. And David said, no, 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 no. I will not. I insist on paying for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. Why? Because true worship is costly worship. <laughs> Uh-oh. It will demand something of you. It will change you. It will move you. God is no respecter of persons. Ladies and gentlemen, we serve a God that you can come and be today a prostitute, a drug addict, a no good scoundrel. But when you get into this altar and you're filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're a new creature. You get baptized in the name of Jesus. You come up out of the water. You better believe you're different. You're blood bought. I know who I am. You say, oh, Pastor Rivera, well, you're a pastor. Can I tell you, I didn't come from no pedigree. Uh-uh. I was just a, <laughs> a midnight rendezvous, an accident. I was born on my dad's 17th birthday. Mama was 15. Kids. Kids having kids. And his, my step-grandfather said, hey, here's a few hundred bucks because you're too young. You need to have an abortion. He went over to mama's side. They said, you need to have an abortion. Here's some money. No problem. You need to get rid of this problem. That's the problem with this generation. We want to do whatever we want to do, but not hold the responsibilities of being a grown-up. And my daddy said, no, no, no. He wasn't a Christian, but he said he'd get that Bible, and he'd go up to the mountain in Mexico, and he'd all go up there by himself. And his daddy was a federale in Tijuana, lieutenant commander. He was beaten, used to be beaten black and blue. And he would throw him from one side of the house to the next. Just abusive relationship. He was scared at times that he would probably would have killed him if his mother wouldn't have intervened. But can I tell you, as a Catholic, as a staunch Catholic, he would take that Bible, he'd go up to the mountain, and he'd start speaking in other tongues. He said his, his lips would begin to quiver, and he would go to the book of Acts, and God showed him. He'd go to the Pope there, or the priest, and he'd say, oh, well... It's for some people. He said, that ain't right. He didn't understand it. And it was of a broken drug deal. Yes, a drug deal. And my aunt, my mother's sister, at that point in the 80s, was the largest uh, drug activity that had crossed in one vehicle. She had driven that vehicle, not knowing it was her boyfriend's car, driving it like she did every other week. And she gets pulled over, and they said, you're about to do 25 years to life. And the judge saw her as an 18-year-old woman, and he had compassion in his heart. How many know it wasn't an accident? Hallelujah. 
And it was an old woman from Pastor back then David F. Gray, who now Pastor James Larson had a woman's prison ministry that was there and say, hey, I know everyone else gave up on you. I know your family's given up on you. I know the lawyer said there's no hope. You might as throw in, throw away the key. But let's talk about Jesus. He Until he speaks, it's not over till God says it's over. And he showed up. He started compassion. He said, you know what? I'm going to let you go for free. It was on that Sunday that she brought all the sisters and my mother at the age of 16 happened to be one of the women there that was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you that there have been multiple churches that have come out out of a prison drug deal. Why? Because I know who he is and when I know who he is I know who I am. I said, when you get in contact with the king, God begins to show you who you are. You're not a drug addict. You're not broken, busted, and disgusted. You have value. And some of us have a hard time because Pastor Blizzard is like that. The life brings ups and downs. I know some of us have have gone through some terrible things. But we start questioning God. God, where are you? I'm going through the biggest crisis in my life. And it's almost as it's God's way telling you it's all right. Ah, you're still alive. Why? I was thinking about you go to the critical care uh, hospital visit and you show up. You don't want to see a flat line. Because what does that flying line represent? It represents death. But when you're there looking at that EKG and you see that line going up and down, it's almost as God is saying, hey, uh, through the ups and the downs, you're still alive. It's all right. There's still life in your body. Uh, It's not over till God says it's over. Because when I fall, see, some of us have learned the art of falling. The scripture says, when you fall, read it over so you don't think this preacher's lying. It didn't say if. It didn't say maybe. It said, when you fall, I shall arise. Rejoice not against the old devil. And the story is not over. For when I fall, I got to get back up. Amen. I may be limping, but I still have liberty. I may be crippled, but I still have a call. I may be... That's why the biggest worshipers are people that have, it has cost them something. Because true worship is costly worship. You're going to go through some things. Life is going to rain on the just and the unjust. But it's what you do. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There are people that have gone through crisis in their life. But can I tell you, it's what you do that determines your outcome. I said you crippled, you're limping, but you still have liberty. Why is it? Because I'm telling you, when you come into contact with the king, it doesn't matter what happens. God, you're still on the throne. God, you're still going to help me. You'll carry me through. You didn't get here on your own. It was God. And the enemy said it's over but guess what God blocked it he wouldn't let it be so like that song 
True worship is costly worship. I love King David, one of my favorite characters in all the Bible, because he knew how to put on that ephod linen. He knew how to worship. He knew how to get down and dirty. Amen. On this altar, he knew, oh, it was before you or your father. He was telling Michael, guess what? I know you got it all together. You come from a heritage that I didn't have. But guess what? I was just a shepherd on the field there, dirty. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Everybody counted me out. But guess what? God put me in there. Some of us think we got that job on accident. Some of us think we just got it all together. Oh, you didn't see these dimples, Pastor Rivera. You didn't, you didn't see my, the jobs that I've had. Oh, man, I, I've made a lot of money. I didn't need God. Can I tell you, God has helped you, amen, on every step. You may have been out there living like sin out in the world, but can I tell you, God knows exactly where you're at here today. He's not fool hallelujah and that's why as saints of God when we're faithful in our tithing in our giving in our stewardship we're faithful in our time in our talent in our treasure guess what when I apply for a job I expect God to give me that promotion not because I have all what it takes and I'm all that in a bag of chips because I represent God and I've been faithful and I can come humbly before the throne of God of this altar and say pastor I've been faithful and he his hands on you said yes you have in the name of Jesus and you find out you just try God that's the one thing God tied himself compared himself to money that was the only thing he ever he said for the love of money I'm not going to take an offering don't get all scared on me you guys got real quiet all of a sudden we started gripping their wallets there it's not about money, ladies and gentlemen. Don't ever say you're going to pay your tithes. You're going to give your tithes. You're giving back what belongs to God. You bring your offerings because that really is a sacrifice. So when people say, oh, brother, oh, I want to be a preacher, Pastor Rivera. I feel, cold. okay, you've been faithful this. Faithful. Well, you know, hard times. And this wasn't in my notes here today. But if we're in revival, look around. We're in revival. We're getting ready to bust through the seams. We're getting ready to break ground. It's going to take each and every one of us working together and said, hey, you got my back? Yes, I got your back. You're going to give? Yes, I'm going to give. You want to match me? I'm going to match you. Why? It's going to take all of us working together from the young that worship. I want these young ones, come over here, come over here, come over here. Quickly, 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 these young, the first two rows, go ahead, go ahead. Now you come ask one of these for $10,000, guess what? They're either going to steal something. No, they're not going to steal. But they don't have it, right? Most of them. I'm praying that maybe one of them does, you never know. But the way they fight 
is your worship, the strength, the faithfulness, right? Go ahead and start worshiping these young, young people. They're on fire for God. Why? And these elders in the back, you may not have the energy, but you see these young people dancing. You say, you know what? I may not be able to dance, but here's $1,000. Here's $10,000. Why? Because I believe in this generation that is coming up. I believe that God is raising up a standard that the gates of hell will not prevail against Las Vegas. We're getting ready to multiply in the name of Jesus. Oh, go ahead. Keep praying. Keep praying. They're going to keep praying till I'm finished. Why? Because this group of young people know how to pray. They know it's going to take each and every one of us saying, this is not my church. This is our church. This is my church. We fight together. This is how we fight. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, I wish somebody here would respond in the name of Jesus. There's a revival that is here. I want you to open up your spiritual eyes and begin to see the edifice of 800 seats. Come on, see it in the spirit right now. Multiple people being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Lives being changed. Drug addicts coming out of the hallway houses and saying, I've come. I came broken, but I've got liberty. I want you to listen here. And then Samuel, you guys stay up here. And Samuel... He starts going, and he says, oh, but as the ark of the Lord entered the city of David, Michael, the daughter of Saul, looked down from her window where she was, and she despised him. Her heart was filled with contempt. I want you to listen. When you get excited about God, don't expect others and everybody to get excited about your excitement. Here's why. Some people will be inspired by what God is doing in your life, and others will feel convicted, and they will mask their personal conviction by finding something to criticize because nine times out of ten criticism is a defense mechanism we criticize in others what we don't like about ourselves you're going to have haters so you might as well get used to it oh you're a crazy holy roller well thanks for asking yes I am I'm a child of the king hallelujah I'm busted in the name of Jesus I do everything in that name why why you ask why because rejection is selection for direction Some of us have been rejected. We've been thrown out. This world has counted it out. You're washed up. You're you're a has-been. No, 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 no. God was setting me up behind the scenes because my story, I'm getting ready to have a coming out party. And it's not that coming out party this world has been telling us to do. This coming out party is I'm a tongue-talking holy roller. When I pray over the sick, I believe it. It's going to happen in Jesus. And Michael is falling over with sarcasm. I'm getting ready to finish here. 
And he says, oh, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today. Disrobing in the sight of the slave girls. Uh, he wasn't afraid of looking foolish. He wasn't afraid of taking off his royal robes. Think about the circumstances here today. He is just newly crowned king of Israel. And I think there was some added pressure here. Because he had a reputation to protect. He had a crown to represent. Kings don't disrobe. Shepherds boys do. Listen to me young people. This world... It's trying to keep you silent. Let's get these other young kids. Come on, come on here. It's all right. We had a youth service yesterday. We, we're geared. This is for the whole church, but we're going to get the youth involved here. This world is going to tell you you're weird. This world is going to say, what are you doing? Why do you go to church so much? Why do you dance like that? Why do you pray before your food when everybody else is on YouTube? And why do you go to youth prayer or youth service? You start questioning. Well, man, I am at church five times a week. Man, I used to be seven back in the day. Right? We used to have camp. That was a week. We shut it down to seven, to six, to five. We got down to three. Why? Because we're so busy. We're so busy, we don't even have time for God. But listen, you're not weird. You're exactly who you are. Because the more you get of Him, the more you realize the power that's inside of you. Oh, some of us adults need to learn and understand what these young people feel. They know that their God is greater than anything in this world. Uh, I'm telling you what, Pastor Blizzard, I see in the spirit, you know what I see? I see the hundred, I see 200 young people here having their own fellowship hall, having their own gym where they're worshiping. And this city is saying, hey, just a few miles away, this world is killing our children. But in this house, there's safety. In this house, there's joy. In this house, there's peace. I'm done, I'm done. I'm done. And that's the problem with Michael. She could not let go of where she had been. And if we're not careful, we'll always hold on to where we've been and what we've done. Her daddy, King Saul, wanted to kill David. Can you understand the conflict there? His father-in-law throwing that javelin trying to kill David and David says I will not touch the anointed and Michael's looking at him what's wrong with this guy I believe she loved him pastor I believe Michael loved David because she knew the promise of the future but she also knew it's my daddy he's the one that taught me how to ride a horse he's the one that taught me how to shoot a bow and arrow where did King Saul die? Valley of Gilboa. There, some archers pierced. Can I tell you today? I was talking about Jonathan. I'm sorry. But I feel in the Holy Ghost here today. That's the problem with Michael. She cannot let go of where she had been. And if all we become 
is hold on to the people and the things we have done. We'll never move forward as a church. We'll never move forward. I'm hungry. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm hungry. For the greatest revival this country has ever seen. Why? Because we go overseas and we see thousands and thousands of people getting filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in one service. And we're so comfortable here in North America. We have it all. It's Burger King. You're away right away. It's McDonald's. It's quick. We want that fill up. We come here one service and we, we want it all. We walk out those doors and we want to be have it all. We want that Mercedes Benz waiting outside the doors. But it's not that way. If you want true revival, it's going to cost us something. It's going to cost us something. You need to know who you are. You are a child of the King. And I wonder here all across the building, if we stand to our feet, just lift your hands to heaven and begin to pray. Listen very closely. We have arrived. We have arrived. Yesterday, we experienced multiple people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The book of Acts, Peter talked about, people said, men and brethren, what shall we do? He said, you got to repent. I say repent. Be baptized, every one of you. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm paraphrasing right now for time. You shall receive it. Not, it's not maybe with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You're going to. It's going to happen. Hallelujah. It's not a gift for some. It's for you. Every single one of you. It's a gift. It's that power inside of you. Rivers of living water that are in here that have to come out. You begin to speak in other tongues. Peter spoke it in the multitude of the 12 disciples. Surely one of the disciples would have said, hey, hey, Peter, you're out of line. But nobody said anything because it was the right doctrine. So I'm going to ask this. There is a lot of faith in this room. If you want this gift, this free gift that's going to give you the strength to fight every weapon in hell that tries to come against you. If you want the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking another tongue, first thing is you got to want it. I said it yesterday. I've never seen somebody get it that didn't want it. Right? Because you can't get a gift. Somebody gives you a gift, sir, and you say, no, I'm good, and keep walking. It don't matter where that, if that gift's going to fall on the ground, 
That gentleman's not leaving with that gift. You've got to want it. It's a transaction. If you want this free gift and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I want you to raise your hand right now. Anybody want it? That's never. Come on, you got to want it. Sir, you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? No, you want it? Come up here, sir. Anybody else? You've got to want it. It's a gift. It's free. It's for you. We're not going to embarrass you. Anybody else? Okay. Anybody need healing in their body? Many healings. I want you to make your way this way. It could be diabetes, cancer. I've seen it all heal a broken heart. Healing in your mind. There's a lot coming for healing. I want our preachers to get ready. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I've seen the blind eyes open. I've seen the deaf ears open up. I've seen people come out of wheelchairs. They came in with the wheelchair. They came out carrying the wheelchair. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, nothing is impossible for our God. We've just got to believe it and say, hey, greater things shall we do. Amen. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not believe. I got purpose. I have future in the name of Jesus right now. The rest of the church, if you want to be a part of this great revival that's happening, I want you to stand behind all these that have come. Come on, all across the church. If you want to be a part of this great revival, I want you to push forward and say, God, I want you to use me. I want our preachers to get ready here. Get the oil. Come close. Come close. Come close. I'm going to give you a moment or two. We all have needs here today. We all have needs. We're going to pray the prayer of repentance and say, God, need you to forgive me there's some of us in here probably have not prayed that prayer and i want us as a church family to lift our hands to heaven and begin to pray lord i pray you forgive us God. forgive me for my sins forgive me lord for what i said for what i thought for what i've done god oh god help me wash me cleanse me with your blood in the name of jesus all right this is what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. Sir, God's going to fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I want you to look at me, sir. God's going to fill you. You're already there in the name of Jesus. I just want you to lift your hands. Do you believe God will fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Yeah? You believe it. I just want you to begin to say hallelujah. Okay? And the Spirit of God's going to come in here. It's going to be weird. You're going to start shaking. But it's all right. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. What's in here has got to come out. And you begin to just say hallelujah. What literally means, I give all of you me, Jehovah. I give you all of me, Jehovah. In the name of Jesus. Upon the authority of your word. Amen. And the power in the name of Jesus. I pray right now, God, that you'd fill him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Right now, church body, I want you to begin to speak in other tongues right now.
it's all over you, sir. Come on, speak it out. In the name of Jesus, Brother Joseph's going to keep praying for him. I want you to begin to lift up your hands right now if you need healing in your body. I want you to begin to speak those things that are not as though they are. In the name of Jesus, I pray over cancer right now. I rebuke diabetes. I rebuke cancer. I rebuke a broken heart. I pray that... Come on, speak it, speak it, speak it, speak it. This is how we fight. This is how we fight in the name of Jesus. We declare healing. We declare a breakthrough in the spirit right now. Come on, church, pray until something happens. Pray until we shake the gates of hell. Devil, we've come to get the keys. Give me my child back. Give me my family back.
Oh, 
Come on and praise Him. Come on and praise Him and praise Tabernacle one more time. Hallelujah. 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 God has filled people with the Holy Ghost. God has healed bodies. We started this service this afternoon. We had a prayer request for for the Will's wife in the hospital, and uh, our, I don't know, is she still in the hospital or is she home? Still in the hospital. She had some tests that came back that we didn't like, and the doctor said this is wrong and that's wrong, and they got a report while we're having church after we had prayer. All the tests came back, everything's fine. I serve her right now, God. I serve her right now, God. I serve a God that works miracles right now. You didn't stumble into the first church of the refrigerator. No, you knew when you came to Praise Tabernacle. With a name like that, something's got to be going on in there. Well, something's going on in here. Thank you, Brother Rivera. What a message from the Lord. Amen. Thank you, praise team. Sister Bianca's test came back. There is no cancer. Hallelujah. The devil's a liar. I said the devil's a liar. We serve a miracle-working God. Amen. You're amongst not a bunch of rich people. You're amongst, you're amongst a bunch of flesh people. You're just amongst a bunch of blessed people. I leaned over to Brother Rivera today sitting on the platform, and he said, man, it's going on. I said, this is one blessed pastor right here. My wife and I want to thank you for all of your gifts and your cards for pastor's appreciation, the beautiful oil painting that Sister Jenny did. And um, I read those cards over and over. I wept. I read those cards and my wife wasn't around so I could read them and cry and she wouldn't say anything. And then she took that whole stack of cards and she read every one of them over and again and we realize just how blessed we really are to be able to serve you wonderful people. God called us here for a season and a reason. And every one of us are here in God's perfect will. You didn't make a mistake. God knew what he was doing. We're going to have that new building. We're going to have revival. And God's going to bless. Wait and see. I believe in God for the land behind it. You pray for us this week. We're reaching out to... Uh, the director of real estate over the Department of Aviation for Clark County and we need to find favor in their eyes. I spoke with one of the chief engineers in town this week and he said, Pastor Blizzard, don't let anybody else do it. You go see this lady on your own. He said, something about talking to you. If anybody can get it done, God will use you to do it. This man's not even a Christian. I know maybe the maybe the 
conventional way of thinking is you just hire a broker and have them go and try to do something. We've never been conventional around here. We're just going to go see what God's got. You help pray that God will go before me. That God will go before me. And God can open those doors. Amen. Thank you. I know it's been a long weekend for many of you. You've worked to make yesterday happen. All of those that work behind the scenes to, to make yesterday a success, thank you. And just keep believing God. Bring somebody to church Tuesday night. We're going to have church all over here. Prayers at 7 o'clock. Our praise and worships at 7.30 on Tuesday. Drama rehearsal on Tuesday evening, 6.30 in the chapel. A lot of great things going on. It's a busy season. Don't forget our Thanksgiving dinner on the 20th of November, one month from now, is our Thanksgiving dinner. It's the greatest thing you've ever been to in your life. It's a Tuesday night. There'll be over 300 people in here at tables. I don't know how we're going to put more people in here. Well, in our new building, we'll figure it out, okay? But you be here. You make plans for it. If you want to get involved in it, need to know what to do, see some of these ladies around here. They'll tell you how to get involved with it. Tuesday night, the 20th of November, is our family Thanksgiving dinner. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Shake hands. Be friends.